You're listening to the Deanspiration Podcast. You're on the go source of spiritual pick-me-ups, inspirational reminders and more. Featuring special guests from around the world. Don't forget to visit deanspiration.com where you'll find lots of high value, easy to implement tips, tricks and tools for your Dean. With free downloads, video content, blogs and more. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and welcome to episode 37 of the Deanspiration podcast show. As always, it's your brother Usman here and if you are a regular listener, then welcome back. I hope that you're not too um, fed up of my voice already after all these episodes. All right, just kidding. But you know, mashallah, I have had some positive feedback on this Scottish accent, which is always a plus, representing the Scottish side of the Ummah, mashallah. Anyway, like I said, if you're regular, welcome back. Wallahi, I love you so much for the sake of Allah. It's so good to have you regularly tuning in and learning and being inspired, inshallah, and connecting with ideas and the influential Muslims that we do bring here on the show to share their insights and stories and advice with you. And if this is your first time, then welcome. MashaAllah, it's great to have you. Um, you know, we have fun here on Deanspiration. We learn lots of incredible things about Islam. As I mentioned, we interview lots of speakers and experts, uh, scholars from around the world. We have stories, we have practical worship tips, we have advice, we have reflections. And of course, lots of healthy jokes and banter in between that as well. And this episode, alhamdulillah, is no different because today we're joined by a lovely sister who I'm sure you will have come across at least once if you're active on the whole Muslim side of the social media sphere. And that is our sister Yusra Kandil. Uh, we're going to be talking about Allah's love for us, his servants, and us kind of fixing our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now what does fixing mean here? Well, it's more to do actually with our mindset towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oftentimes we do feel distant from Allah, that connection gets kind of broken from time to time for various reasons, right, which we'll cover. Um, we lose hope in His mercy. We feel sometimes that Allah can't possibly love us because of the difficulties we're facing in life. And this broken mindset tends to therefore cause um, a bit of a loss or a dip in our Iman, which then of course later on turns into further problems in life overall. So to reset this spiritual compass and direct our hearts back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and mend that relationship, Sister Yusra is going to share some amazing advice with us inshallah. Now mashallah, over the past couple of years, uh, Yusra's videos on social media, in particular on Facebook, have gone viral, mashallah. Most recently, she shared a really incredibly moving story from her Hajj experience last year. And the majority of her videos are like that, right? They're based on sharing very relatable reminders about Islam and anecdotes from her life. And mashallah, she's a very lovely way, a very heartwarming and uplifting way of explaining things and getting the message 
message across so it always makes it a joy to watch and learn from her alhamdulillah um she has learned and also been a student of other scholars um she gives regular talks as well uh, as well as being active on her social media pages so it's an honor to have her here with us on the show today but of course before we bring her on as usual it's time for today's ayah of the day and then also this week's podcast review which was submitted via a voice recording actually by one of our listeners so okay bismillah Today's ayah of the day was actually suggested by Sister Yusra herself when I asked her which would be the one verse that you would choose to summarize today's episode and she responded with Surah Tur which is uh, Surah 52 in the Quran verse number 48 in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَاصْبِرْ لِحُكْمِ رَبِّكَ فَإِنَّكَ بِأَعْيُنِنَا وَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ حِينَ تَقُومُ And be patient, O Muhammad for the decision of your Lord, for indeed you are in our eyes. And exalt Allah with praise of your Lord when you arise. SubhanAllah, when you really ponder over this verse, you realize how beautiful it is, right? You are in our eyes. You know, Allah is always there looking after us, watching over us with a caring eye, never letting us go, protecting us and having our best interests in mind. And inshallah, the more we progress through today's episode, the more you'll understand why Yusra chose this verse and how important it is to internalize this. So that was today's ayah of the day and now it's time for this week's podcast review of the week which was submitted by Sister Nicole who actually just so happens to be a fellow podcaster. She is the co-founder of the Salam Girl podcast along with her good friend Monica and here is what Nicole had to say. Assalamu alaikum. This is Nicole from the Salam Girl podcast and I am leaving a review all the way from Dallas, Texas. I just want to say that I love the Deanspiration podcast. It definitely is uh, enlightening. It is something that sets the mood uh, when you're trying to get into that spiritual mode and you want to just increase your Dean, inshallah. Uh, life gets busy and listening to podcasts is just an easier way for you to get that dose that you need every day to kind of keep you on track. And I love that Deanspiration also covers everything from mental health, physical health, relationship health, uh, all of the things and all the aspects of your life are in there. And so it's just a really well-rounded podcast. And who could not love listening to that accent? Mashallah. So Salam Girl Podcast, we love the Deanspiration Podcast and will continue to support and watch them grow, inshallah. Sister Nicole, may Allah bless you, mashallah. Thank you for that very enthusiastic review. Um, very lovely to hear from you. And of course, uh, salams to our sister Monica as well. It's so lovely to have the support of both of you. And for all of the listeners out there, um, especially our sisters, I would definitely recommend checking out the Salam 
Girl Podcast. If you're looking for topics based around the experiences of Muslim women living in the West, um, especially convert sisters, then this one is definitely for you. Very relatable um, for the women out there, mashallah, who are embracing Islam fully, but of course are going through various struggles that we face here as Muslims growing up uh, in the Western part of the world. Now, if you want to have your very own voice featured here on the show as well, just like Nicole's was um, in one of our upcoming episodes, by leaving a review, then all you have to do is visit deanspiration.com forward slash my podcast review. Simply click the button on that page and just record straight into your phone. It's that easy. And inshallah, in one of our future episodes, we'll also feature you and give you a shout out as well. Now, if you'd rather leave just a written review, then bismillah, please do so by dropping us a five-star rating and a nice comment on Apple Podcasts. All right, guys, so now it's about that time to bring on our guest for today. Here's today's episode with the lovely sister Yusra Kandil. Bismillah. All right, everyone. So without any further ado, it's time to bring on our wonderful guest for today, sister Yusra. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. How are you? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, I'm doing fine. How are you doing? I'm doing really, really good. I'm so um, glad that you could join us today. Mashallah, actually, we've had in the past, we've, um, I'm not sure if you know this, but on our social media, we have asked people, you know, who do you want to see on our podcast? And a few people have mentioned your name, subhanAllah. So I think they'll be glad that you were able to join us today for today's show. Mashallah, the honor is mine, Wallahi. I'm, I'm the one who's really excited to be here today, inshallah, and joining you. And um, I think, again, people don't understand. Before we press record, we were discussing just our setup and you're at the moment sitting at the back of your car because That's it's right. quiet, trying to get away yeah. from everybody. <laughs> and I'm yes, in my, absolutely. yeah. So the effort, mashallah, is there and I hope everyone can appreciate that. But again, yeah. thank you so much for being here. Now today, um, as I mentioned earlier in this episode, we're talking about a topic which is somewhat very simple and basic, something we learn from childhood, something which we carry with us um, throughout our entire lives, but also at the same time, something which we often lose connection with or lose hope in, which is our love and connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, and also his relationship and his connection to us, his slaves, his believers, right? So today we're going to talk about that and the importance of understanding and holding firm to our hope and Allah's love for us. But I think before we get into the topic, can I ask you to just introduce yourself for those of us who don't know about you and tell us a little bit about what you do, inshallah. Sure, of course, I'd be honored to. So my name is Yusra Kamil Kandil. Um, I'm a homeschooling mom of three beautiful kids, alhamdulillah, um, originally from Egypt, um, living in the U.S. Alhamdulillah, I've been very blessed to like, you know, study with different people and, um, you know, try to give back a little bit of what I've learned. Um, and that's kind of what I live by. Like if I learn something, I feel like it's my duty to kind of like convey even if it's a little message um you don't have to be a, a full faqih or a full imam to be able to call others to islam so i think i come from that place and i hope ya allah that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants me sincerity and that whatever i say reaches those who really need to hear it and help them inshallah i mean and i think um as you mentioned 
you hit it on the head there that you don't have to be, you know, a qualified scholar or mufti or anything. Um, and I love the fact that just you simply having your phone with you, recording spontaneously a reminder which you thought of. And mashallah, you know, some of your videos are reaching a lot of people and touching their hearts. So may Allah, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept it from you. Um, and again, by extension, I think that it just shows that when the, the intention is there and sincerity to just convey um, a message of, you know, hope and love and peace that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will put barakah in it. Um, and yeah. I think today on social media, barakah is translated into uh, going viral. <laughs> so, yes, I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> we'll like that, inshallah. Okay, so I think um, let's get straight into the topic. Now, inshallah. Um, Everybody has their own relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everyone uh, in their heart or mind sees Allah in a certain way that can depend on how they've been taught about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It can be based on um, you know, their experience with dua, with prayer, what they read in the Quran. Let's start off from how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself actually describes his relationship with us, with his servants in the Quran or in Hadith Qudsi, for example. Can you touch upon that a little bit, just so we have some context to play with before we carry on, inshallah? Of course. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I think, um, usually as human beings, we kind of always are in the sense of a race, right? We're trying to get somewhere, do something. Um, and we go through our ibadat or even sometimes reading the Quran without really focusing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying to us. And if we're just doing our regular daily basis of reading Quran and look at the different ayahs, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continuously keeps telling us, whom he loves, right? So many different places in the Quran, starting from the very beginning, Surah Al-Baqarah, you know, Allah tells you he loves the tawabin, right? God loves those who what turn to him constantly or those who repent, you know, those who mm. sinned and then repented. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about how he loves those who are pure and clean, how he loves those who do good, and so on and so forth. So everywhere you go, or, you know, in the Quran, you will see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very keen on expressing his love to us, right? And it's not just like prophets or, you know, special people, but different kinds of people because we as human beings tend to be better at one thing than the other, right? Some people are, mashallah, really good at giving charity. Others are really good at, you know, um, giving dawah. Others are great at fasting. So there are different kind of doors that you can enter through to attain that love. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kind of reinforces this idea in the Quran. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves those who act right, those who are patient, and so on and so forth, right? So I think this is somewhere we could kind of comprehend if we really focus and look at the Quran at the ayahs that we read on a daily basis, you can see that. Also in a lot of hadiths, you see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that Allah loves the believer who is pious and rich, but does not show off right? So you could be rich, you could be a believer, but you're not showing off. Something very simple. Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves from amongst his slaves, the one who has a sense of zeal or honor, right? You could be somebody who is very what poor, somebody you might think to yourself that, you know, I'm someone who's unknown, someone who doesn't maybe mean anything to anyone, but you have the honor, the izzat and nafs, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you for it. Or you're someone who's generous. Allah is all generous and he loves generosity in sale, purchase, and judgment, right? So, so many different um, ayahs and so many different hadiths talking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how he loves us in so many different ways. Zakala khairan for that explanation. And you're right. Um, I love how 
you talked about the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is constantly um, describing, you know, who he loves in the Quran. Um, and it's such a, I guess for some people, like a sigh of relief that I don't have to be a wali, a prophet, you know, someone sent by Allah and that's the only people that Allah loves. But actually, even if you are a simple believer, you're just an average person, the way in which you live your life and the way in which you carry out your deeds can still be extremely beloved to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So yes. to extend upon that question, let's now flip the coin over and talk about our love um, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Of course, this is a very important aspect of our deen, our faith, but for many people, and everyone's guilty of this, right? Sometimes yes. um, we get caught up in the the what, but we forget the why. So yeah. we get caught up in worship, we get caught up in ibadat, whether it's prayer, sometimes robotically, may Allah forgive us. But I think you mentioned the idea of connection in khushur, right, a moment ago. Yes. And so the question here is, you know, why is it so important for us to have that consistent love and connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Why is it not enough just to do those ibadat and say, as long as I do this, I'm going to enter Jannah, khalas, that's it. I don't have to do anything else. Okay, so I think we all have this huge misconception. A lot of us, whether younger generation, older generation, we always, or maybe we were brought up with the concept or raised that, you know, our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that of a slave or abd. He orders and we can't do anything except obey. And that's, that is mm -hmm. true, of course, right? We pray our five prayers and so on. And it's just a matter of taklif, right? This is what you're assigned, do it, and that's it. So it becomes a matter of routine. So the way we're approaching this relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the beginning is not correct, right? Yes, I have to obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is taklif, it's an assignment. But, you know, if you think about it, you know, like some people say, like, well, Allah said, you know, if you do love God, follow me, God will love you. It's an order. Love God and God will love you. But we need to transform and change from people who worship out of routine to be people who worship with love. Mm -hmm. People who will say, oh, Allah, if you love me all this love, right, with all my weaknesses and all my sin, and if this is the love you love for me, then how will I, your abd or your servant, love you back, right? And I think if we take that approach, right? That it's not just about abudiyya. Of course, it's abudiyya, but there's love and there's compassion. Because if you see how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you, right? And you're not going to know how Allah loves you until you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself and learn about him, right? Whether it's through, you know, knowing his names or whatnot, right? And look at him, what he subhanahu wa ta'ala says. Like, for example, in Surah Al-Ma'idah, when he says what? Allah will bring forth in place of them a people he will love and who will love him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bring forth people that he loves first and then we will love him back. And he puts his love for us before ours to him, right? Mm. And as if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us it's, it, that this is a beautiful relationship. It's not just a matter of assignments that have to be fulfilled. It's a matter of love because if you don't have that love, you're not going to feel the connection. It's mm. going to become just one more thing checked off my list. Okay, done with this prayer, I'm done. And you don't have to think about it again. You don't have to think like, did I feel anything in my heart? Did I feel that khushwa? Did I feel that I was really standing between his hands, subhanahu wa ta'ala? And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love is the one that starts to us 
and he is self-sufficient like he doesn't need us right he doesn't need to tell us that he loves us it's our job to worship him right but allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and i think i shared this a couple of days ago like in the hadith qudsi right or not sorry the hadith was hadith when sayyidina muhammad says that when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves his servant he calls to angel jibreel and what announces his love he says yeah jibreel i love so and so so love him and in return jibreel what loves this person and then he goes in and says tells what the inhabitants of the heaven Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves such and such person, so love that person, and the inhabitants of the heaven love that person, and then qabul or acceptance is placed on earth for this person. And if you think here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-ghani, he doesn't need us, and he's announcing our, oh sorry, his love for us. So how should we be, right? How should we be? You know what I'm saying? Like he doesn't need us, and we're the ones who are in need. Shouldn't we be the ones who are announcing our love to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? So I think that's the, that's the way to approach it, that you have to know it's not just about praying my five times a day and my fasting and my hijab or whatever it is the commands are, but there is so much love. When you read and kind of become more knowledgeable about, just even pick up a book and read you know, about hadiths. Go on and read about Allah's repentance, Allah's maghfirah, Allah's forgiveness. And you will see that it's just, it's just not... Um, it's not like a kind of a, a, um, an equal kind of treatment, right? Where, you know, you give somebody something, they give you something back that's equal. No, it's, it's someone who, it doesn't make sense. The amount of love he gives for something very small we do is someone who loves his creation. It's subhanahu wa ta'ala, he loves us. So it's only natural that when someone loves you this much and when you look at it, when someone who's a human being keeps like giving you all these gifts and he treats you and he does this for you and does that for you, isn't it natural that our heart is going to incline towards that person? Mm. It's normal. So you think about it when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who's doing this for us, how should we be with him then? So I think that's the way we kind of like kind of approach it. Yeah, subhanAllah. And, you know, I was just thinking you mentioned there getting to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of course, we have Allah's um, glorious names. We have yes. you know, Al-Wadud, which yes, in itself so is, is so, minute, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So I stole your answer. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, um, okay. it's all good. But yeah, you know, uh, subhanAllah, this is now taking me nicely onto our our next um, point, actually, because everything you mentioned is, is on point. And this kind of um, mentality that we're not just a slave who has a master that we have to worship and that's it because that relationship isn't one of voluntary love and, yes. and deep and deep love and connection and admiration um, and wanting to do something uh, because they deeply want to reach that that station of 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 love with someone right so yes now I think what we have to kind of dive into is people listening out there might be thinking well you know I've I know this I've heard about this I know Allah is is merciful, but they have a lack of hope, right? Hopelessness yeah. is something which um, comes in many forms and some forms are stronger than others and some forms actually can um, develop into, you know, deeper mental health issues as well, hopelessness, depression, etc. Uh, some things which we have covered on this podcast actually, but let's talk about what people should do if they are having this deep sense of hopelessness so they know about Allah's love they know about um having this relationship of yes i am abd but you know Allah loves me but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
can't possibly love me at the moment because I'm going through all these problems in life. Um, you know, my everything's going wrong, which means Allah must hate me. Um, I've been sinning recently. I've done this and that and the other. And therefore, because of what I have done, Allah can't possibly love me the way that, you know, he's described. And so with this feeling of hopelessness, people can either dwell upon that and end up going even further away and think, you know, well, the, the famous line, I'm going to go to hell anyway. Yes. So how do we overcome this and how do we kind of come back to a point where you mentioned a minute ago that, you know, we're in need of God, Allah doesn't need us and therefore his might and his rahmah um, outweighs anything we can do, right, possibly. So how do we drive that home to people who are, who are kind of stuck in this phase of, um, I don't feel this love, I don't feel like worshipping, I don't feel like life is going right for me at all. And I just can't find within me um, this feeling of immense love from my creator. Okay. So I think it goes back to the way we kind of set up ourselves, right? If we're in this dunya, right, and we know we're going to be tested, right? We're, I mean, if we come into dunya and thinking to ourselves, okay, it's party time, right? Everything's going to be great. I'm going to have a great job, a great spouse, wonderful kids, healthy. It sounds more like Jannah to me right? Mm -hmm. So if we know that we're going to be tested and we will be tested because that's if Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu wasallam was tested in every possible way in his family, being deprived from his own homeland, you know, Sayyidina Khadija, the love of his life, his own family turning against him in every possible way, his kids, so many things, right? And he is our role model, right? And then we think to ourselves, well, you know, we want everything going for us. But then how, how are we going to, you know, resemble that example, you know, of Sayyidina Muhammad We can't be, if we really are kind of thinking it's going to be all like roses and, you know, and whatever, then we're setting up ourselves for failure. We're the ones who are putting ourselves into this trap of saying, well, nothing's going well for me. Well, guess what? It's not supposed to go well. It's supposed yeah. to go well. I don't mean that. Of course, you're supposed to, you know, have, alhamdulillah, Allah has given us so many blessings, whether it's in family and friends and in jobs, whatever it is, right? And you're supposed to, alhamdulillah, these are like your kind of like your cushions that you fall back on, but you will be tested. And if you have that mindset, whenever something comes your way, you're going to say what? Alhamdulillah, it could have been so much worse, right? Mm. And it's just the way you carry yourself. And I think a lot of us get also, I think, honest to God, social media has a big, big role here because we see people posting of lives of someone who is smiling, someone who is laughing, someone who's traveling. This is not their real life. This is what they yeah. want to show you, right? If we caught this second before they put that smile on their face, they might have been yelling at the person, you know, get me from this angle, not that angle, right? Or they were frowning or whatever it is. This is not reality. People go through things. And I've had people before tell me, like, you know, I was frowning once, like, how can someone with, you know, some, you know, a life like yours be upset about something? I'm like, subhanAllah, people don't really know what you go through. People don't know what your tests are. But the way you kind of carry yourself, knowing that this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and knowing that it could be so much worse, makes things a little bit more better. It's not going to be, you know, I'm not going to say it's not real. It's going to be real. It's going to be painful at some times. It's going to be heartbreaking at some times. But you have to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you, right? And taban, again, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, al-mathal al-a'la, we don't compare. But I just want to give you a little example. When you do something or make something with your own hands, right? How could you not possibly like it? 
yeah. when your, your mom stands in the kitchen and cooks this delicious meal and she's trying to present it in the best way, right? When someone writes a book and they publish it and it's like their baby, right? When, you know, your parents, you know, they, the way they treat you because you're a piece of them, right? They kind of like were, you know, a cause of your formation, of course, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you see how much love you have for this something. And this is something that is just something that's going to, someone going to eat it in a minute, or it's a book that's not going to last forever. So imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he says, you know, in the Quran al-Kareem, right? What prevents thee from prostrating thyself to one whom I have created with my hands? Mm. Allah created you. How can he not love you? <laughs> like, how could he possibly not love you? Sometimes we have to be hard on our own kids for their own benefit, right? Like when you when you think of it that way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sometimes is hard on us. It's not hard on us. He's trying to better us. And sometimes we feel everything is falling apart when Wallahi subhanAllah, it's falling into place. Right? And I think it was um, last Monday. And you know, these connections, if you really pay attention, there's so many connections we can make in our life. My daughter last week was telling me something. Um, they, they, she had a class and then the class got canceled and then they had to take a test instead of it. Um, and the same night, we kind of like, we didn't know there was a test the next morning since we homeschool. But anyway, um, we set up a kind of a slumber party for the girls. Um, and she's telling me the next morning, you know, subhanAllah, mama, you know how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes everything fall into place, like how the class got canceled and we were worried how we're going to wake up in the morning. And I was kind of like upset about it because I had to wake up early, but I wanted to spend time with my friends. But then Allah made them cancel the class so I could have more time with my friends, right? Yeah. At the moment, she was upset when she knew there was going to be something in the morning. And then subhanAllah, the way it just kind of, she's like, well, maybe, you know, our professor had to travel so that I could have the slumber party, but I didn't see it at that point. But then Allah really had it planned, right? And this is on a kid's level, of course. But if we really kind of pay attention to these little tiny things, you're going to see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wallahi, on the long run, we fail to see it in the moment when we're in the problem itself. We fail to see it. And that's natural because subhanAllah, we are kind of like bombarded and everything looks very um, like fuzzy in front of us. We can't see clearly. We only see what we want to see. We only see what shaitan pushes us to see, right? But when we think of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right, says like he's the most forgiving, rahim. you know, he's the merciful. It's hard, you know, again, if you're in that position, wallahi, I'll tell you the best advice and this is going to help you a lot. Study the 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm. Pick up a book and read about the qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you're going to know there is no way that he can hate you. There is no way that these tests and trials are a sign of him not loving you. The Sahaba themselves, when they would go for a little while without being tested, they would be worried that they are, you know, they're sinful because usually on a consistent basis, right, they would be tested and trialed and they knew it was a purification for them, right? So, yeah. So if we come with that mentality, I think, I'm not going to say it's going to take away everything, but it makes it a little bit more easier. Mm. You know, up on that point, I was just thinking that, subhanAllah, the mentality there, especially from your daughter, who is, may Allah bless her, it's so cute to think that, you know, she yes. recognized that one thing didn't work out, but it meant that something else that she wanted worked out, right? And like you said, yes. these examples are hidden, but we, I think, put a cloud over our eyes, right? And we don't see Absolutely. anything Absolutely. except what we, you know, portray life to be like it's always bad for us. We're always negative exactly. all the time. Yes. And something which is quite common as well is that, hey, wait a minute, that person doesn't pray. That person yes. doesn't do this and that. How come they have this and I don't, right? Okay. Um, and I think people see this a lot. And 
it might be a contributor to why they feel that Allah is not taking care of them because yes. in their eyes, you know, the Instagram world, they see, okay, this person, mashallah, is traveling. They have fancy car, fancy clothes. And yes. I'm over here praying to Hajjud and this and that. And I I just got fired, right? But you were saying yes. that <laughs> even though on the outset, if you do the mathematics, it's like on a human level, this makes no sense. But Allah yes. subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of planners. Um and there's always wisdom and of course everyone will have their own outcome at the end just because yes. allah gave someone um worldly gain does it mean that that same person is going to have the same gain in the akhirah and perhaps yes. you are actually in the eyes of allah you, you, your rank and your status with him is much yes. greater um even though you don't have the material um you know objects to prove that subhanallah subhanallah can I add something just here before we go into the next question? So sometimes, like, you know, when, for example, someone who doesn't have children, right? All they're going to be looking at at other people is what? Those who have children. Because yeah. that's what concerns them. But they don't know maybe that person they're looking at, what they care about is their health, right? And that person who doesn't have that health is looking at somebody else who has health but doesn't really care about the fact that they have children. And subhanAllah, so each one of us gets tested with what they can tolerate. But then again, when, you know, when we kind of fall into that disease of the heart of looking at others, we only see what is important to us, but we don't see what's important to that person and what they're being tested with, right? So even if that person has, as you said, worldly gain, they, we all get tested in one way or the other. Do you know what I'm saying? So everybody's getting tested. So even if they do have that worldly gain, I, I can assure you 100%, right? that they're being tested with something else. Mm -hmm. And I, I could, you know, I just have someone that I, you know, mashallah, amazing family, amazing husband, mashallah, very well off, very kind people, very well mannered, but they cannot have kids, right? Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Like anybody would wish to have a wife like that or anybody would wish to have a husband like that, right? Or anyone would wish to have like a car like that or a house like that, but they can't have kids. So, you know, you just see what, what's important to you. The house is important to you, fine, but you don't have kids, right? So subhanallah, again, it's what we look at and what we want to see. Mm. And people and society and pop culture has yes. conditioned us to only see the things that are immediate, you know, the the yes. material, the the followers, the likes, the clothes, the cars, etc. Yes. And, you know, a, a quote comes to mind. I'm not sure who it's attributed to, but it's very beautiful and also um, exemplifies a, a wonderful sense of gratitude where someone said that, you know, I felt really angry and yeah. really bad that I did not have a pair of shoes that I wanted until I saw a man who had no feet. Yes, Subhanallah, that's true. Right? And yes. it's just perspective, like, you know, just because you don't have this thing which you feel is important right now. I mean, look at the yeah. one that you're comparing yourself to, right? SubhanAllah. So exactly. I think as we kind of wrap up here, let's now look at somebody wants to gauge how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves them, right? Um, yes. And they also um, thereafter want to uh, try their hardest to increase their love, sorry, to increase Allah's love for them, right? So, can you share with us some signs that Allah loves a person? Um, you know, is there something we can do? Of course, we haven't got like, a, you know, like yeah. a, a something to, like a measurement tool or something or an app that says Allah loves you this much today. Um, yeah. uh, but what are the signs? And then thereafter, is there anything we can do to increase that, inshallah? Okay, perfect. So to know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you or not, look where you are. Are you in the places where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to be or not? 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what about his servant? When I love him, I am his hearing with which he hears, his seeing with which he sees, his hands with which he strikes, and his foot with which he walks. Were he to ask something of me, I would surely give it to him. And were he to ask me for refuge, I would surely grant him it. I do not hesitate about anything as much as I hesitate about seizing the soul of my faithful servant. He hates death and I hate hurting him. So if you want to, yes. So you imagine and think to yourself, if you find yourself where Allah expects you to be, right? And you find yourself doing what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants you to do. Like he tells you, you know, when my, you know, my, for example, person is sick, I'm going to be there. Come visit, right? You find yourself visiting the sick. You find yourself waking up in the middle of the night. You find tawfiq from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? You find yourself hearing only that pleases him, right? Or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps away your eyes from things that displease him. You find yourself, you know, trying to just kind of keep away from anything that displeases Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without you even thinking about it. That's how you can really sense like, okay, I can feel Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love for me, right? And again, as I said, it doesn't have to be in worldly matters. It could be in small things. You feel like you get this pat on your back, which nobody will know except you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You'll sense it and you'll know it. There's no way you can fail to, um, to sense it. And I'm sure all of us at one point or the other, when there was like satr from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or there was like, you know, tawfiq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala aided you to do something or put you somewhere where you were able to give without you even planning to do so, right? These are all signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's love for you. Zakallah for sharing that. And if someone is finding it difficult to gauge these signs, just kind of um, some examples can you share with us that, you know, how can we actually, or what can we do just on a, on a, on a daily level to yes. increase Allah's love for us or to obtain Allah's love? So it could be, you know, just through worship or some other means. Well, I think most important thing is that if you kind of set visual reminders for yourself, right? We get distracted very easily in our day. We have a million things that we have to do. And if you put visual reminders, put yourself a game plan. You have to, you have to be smart. You have to look at it as a bank account, your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You're trying to gain as many good deeds as you possibly can while you're in this dunya, right? So you think to yourself, what is my daily routine? Okay, I'm going to be waking up for, you know, for Fajr on time. Even if you write it down, wallahi, I'm going to be doing, you know, a hundred istighfars. I'm going to be doing salawats. I'm going to be doing my tahmeed. I'm going to go visit someone. I'm going to make a phone call. Put these things down in front of you and have a game plan for yourself. Something that's realistic so you don't feel like, you know, okay, I can't do this. And then you just kind of give up and quit because that's what shaitan is very good at convincing us. Okay, I didn't even do it. So why even bother, right? Yeah, and then the all you or nothing see, mentality. Right? Yes, exactly. And that's, that's the best thing he works on. And remember that, you know, small things, as long as they're consistent. It doesn't matter how big what you're doing is. If it's even if you're doing like five minutes of istighfar, whatever it is, a minute of istighfar, but every single day, consistency is key. Wallahi, just keep on doing what you're doing, right? And try to know more about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's signs of love for you because I didn't kind of like go into that much. I know we're kind of, I think we're running off on, out on time, right? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you look at him and how he kind of shows the signs by by delaying, for example, your punishment. He doesn't punish you straight away, right? If you do a good deed, he gives it to you as one and then multiplies it by 10 and he could go up to 700. If you do a bad deed, he waits on you. He doesn't write it away, right? 
maybe you're going to what? Repent, right? And then if you don't do it, he gives you a good deed for that. Like who does that in dealings? Isn't that a sign of love? Like great love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, how he accepts the repentance. He's the forgiver of sins, the acceptor of repentance, right? He's what giving you unbelievable rewards for tiny deeds. Like when you, for example, pass the day of Arafah, right? fasting one day and then all the sins of your past year and the one to be still to come your sins are purified like in which scale is this fair right in which human scale tell me like subhanallah it's just unbelievable reward for such tiny things right fasting the day of ashura all your past sins you know the years past sins gone right praying your five times your five prayers on time cleansing everything that's between them right right ramadan Ramadan takes the sins between them, Friday to Friday, cleans the sins between them, and so on and so forth, right? Saying subhanAllah a hundred times gets rewarded a thousand times. It's not subhanAllah a fair, uh, or I'm not going to say fair, but it's just not the normal, typical kind of dealing you have with human beings. Yeah. Only, only the one who loves does that. So Allah mm. subhanahu wa ta'ala does love us. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It doesn't matter what you're being tested with. Be assured, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah, He loves you. He cannot, you know, put you through something without knowing that it's good for you. And you have to know that there is good in it for you. So that's like the the default position, right? That no matter yes. what happens, good or bad, even if it's like the most horrendous thing, the default yes. position you must always, always come back to as a golden rule is Allah loves you no matter what and that this thing is good for you, right? Yes, um, absolutely. And I, even when I first adopted this mentality, it was a game changer, subhanAllah, because when things do go wrong, immediately you want to jump into how bad it is, how much it sucks that this happened to you and not yes. somebody else. Yeah. But when you are forced to find good in it, then yes. that in itself is a source of comfort, right? And as you're saying, yes. the, one who, the one who loves you so much and so immensely, um, you know, it's unfair how much Allah gives us in return for our tiny efforts, subhanAllah. So, Jazakallah yeah. um, yeah. for covering that for us. And um, before we go, is there any last words that you want to give to our listeners who, um, by the end of this, have that bit of hope, but you want to send them home with something, you know, actionable or something just to kind of remember um, forever with regards to this topic, inshallah. Sure. Um, I'm going to just tell you one name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-wadud. He's the loving one. Imagine if this is the description or the attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the one who created you. He is al-wadud. And the difference between someone who is rahim and wadud, rahma, is like the difference between a rich person that feeds a poor person and a rich person who feeds his friend who doesn't need to be fed, basically, right? It's out of love. It's out of compassion. He's al-wadud. He is al-wadud. Remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves you. Wallahi, wallahi, if you come from this point of view, that Allah loves me and that this is just a test and inshallah, I'm going to get through it. And even if everything is falling apart, it's definitely falling into place. And so many times, so many times we fail to see this. But at the end, when everything falls into place and doesn't collapse in our head, we're like, subhanak ya Rabb, how did I not see this coming? So many times in our, in our lives, so many times you fall ill, you're not able to do something, right? 
like you get a, a sickness or a disease and then subhanallah during that time of your sickness you know you get these chances of getting closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that leads you to something better for you in the future it has happened to me personally wallahi so many times and I'm sure if you stop and you think back to yourself for a minute look back in your life and look at things that looked or seemed to you it was the end of the road that was it you were done there was no hope and then look afterwards what happened Wallahi, the light is always going to come and the rahmah is always going to fall on you. Just have that trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and know that he's al-ghafoor al-rahim. It doesn't matter how much you sin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says he is happier with the repentance of a sinner than a man who was in the desert with his camel that's carrying all his, you know, his luggage and whatever he needs to survive. And the camel, he lost the camel, right? He spent the whole day in the desert looking for the camel and comes back with no hope, and he sat down waiting for death. He slept and he woke up, right? When he sees this camel, right? Can you imagine this man's happiness? He's saved. That's how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy with your repenting. So I don't know what else to say more than that, but that's who, who you are worshiping. This is who created you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala al-ghafoor al-wadood. Zakallah khairan, Sister Yusra. That was a very beautiful way to end. Um, and again, the example, like you said, of how much Allah loves us, whether it's the the analogy of the person in the desert or whether yes. it's, you know, we've heard 70 times more than your mother, etc. Yeah. These are all wonderful ways to gauge. But truly, I think um, it all comes down to that one change of mindset that good always comes even if it takes for for us years or a lifetime to understand for me personally i had something really traumatic happen to me a few years ago um and at the time it was like this is the worst thing ever subhanallah but yes. looking back four or five years i really understand and reflect upon why that happened and how actually if it wasn't for that one thing things might not have changed for me for the better and Allah Allahu a'lam maybe this podcast maybe would not have even existed so a lot of good comes out of it so Allah. Sister Yusra I want to thank you ever so much for joining us I really hope that we can have you back on again inshallah in the future inshallah thank you to discuss thank many you. more topics now if we want to find you online to learn more from you and hear your reminders where can our listeners uh, connect with you on inshallah Inshallah. So you can find me on Instagram, uh, Yusra Kandil. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. I have a public page there and I have my YouTube channel as well. If you look up Yusra Kamil Kandil, Inshallah. And I would love to hear back from everybody else, Inshallah. <laughs> And you know, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna put this on you now, but I think we're gonna see what our listeners and your listeners say. Um, and if they would love to perhaps have you on one day for, you know, Instagram live or something. I'm not just gonna put Inshallah. it out there. Just gonna put it out there. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to. I'd be honored. <laughs> It'd be amazing, I think, to connect with everybody uh, and to hear you once again. But from now and for all of us, thank you so much for being here. I pray Allah blesses you and the rest of your day. Uh, you go thank home you so and, and, and enjoy it with your kids now. <laughs> um, and <laughs> the, the rest of your weekend, inshallah, is fun. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, what a wonderful episode, right? It's so easy to forget just how much Allah is there looking out for us, right? So the next time you doubt that love, don't forget that your Lord created you. He loves you more than your own mother ever could. Allah wishes only good for you. He's prepared Jannah for you and will go out of his way to forgive you 
and reward you. And of course, the more you connect with the Quran, the more you worship Allah, the more you begin to realize this. Spend some time as well, just raising your hands in dua, pouring your heart out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, speaking with him like a close friend. And when you do, you will feel that closeness yourself, inshallah, naturally. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Of course, as always, please don't forget hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from. It really does help out this show. And of course, go ahead and leave that five-star review as well. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, you name it. If you love this episode, share it tag us, uh, tag us on Instagram stories, we're very active on there as well and here is a little heads up for you actually. Alhamdulillah we've spent the past few weeks recording a whole bunch of new really amazing content uh, for YouTube including an upcoming series called for the seekers. Now this 20 part, at least I think 20 videos inshallah depending on how many we get done, um, is kind of aimed towards the young Muslim student, uh, the young professional, the recent graduate, and any Muslim out there seeking knowledge, seeking spiritual and academic success, or just kind of involving themselves in Islamic work. Uh, this bunch of videos features uh, Muslims that are in that demographic who share their own experiences and tips with you to help you get through that period of your life in the best possible way inshallah. So that's on youtube.com forward slash deinspiration. Of course, hit subscribe as well. Support us. We love you so much. May Allah bless you. Now, until next time, have an incredible day. May Allah bless you, your family, all your friends as well. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allah, 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 All